You are listening to the B2B Marketing Mindset with Pete Monfrey and Bill Lowell. We want to help demystify marketing to reduce risk, drive more and better opportunities and grow your business. Are you ready to master marketing? Well, hey, let's get into the B2B Marketing Mindset. I'm Pete Monfrey, and every week we go live on LinkedIn to help businesses make better marketing decisions. So today we're talking about thought leadership, what it is, how it helps grow your business, how to do it. And as usual, there's a lot more information on this topic at B2Bmarketingmindset.com. So I'll encourage you to check that out. So we're going to be covering five key points to help you understand this most misunderstood topic. And let's jump right in with my favorite thought leader, Bill Lowell. Hey, man, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. Thank you. Am, am I influencing you today? Is that what it is? You call me a thought leader or what? That's right. You are. Well, you are a thought leader. Uh, you know, it's a great topic because really this, you know, we'll give away all the secrets. Uh, that's what this podcast is all about. This is part of our thought leadership strategy, and there's a lot more to it. In fact, there's so much to it that we just can't possibly include it here, uh, everything here. So that's why if you go to uh, b2bmarketingmindset.com, right up there on your screen, uh, you'll see a lot more. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, iTunes, uh, uh, you know, all, all the places amazing podcasts are consumed, uh, you might not realize there's a video of this. It starts off its life as video, and that's on b2bmarketingmindset.com. So um, I think it's a great topic. We've been I doing do this a long time. We've been doing this strategy a long, long time. I think this is a good topic, and I think it's really important. And I love that uh, you had mentioned and that you'll think about mentioning that organizations can be thought leaders just as much as individuals, too. So I think that it's really Abs- good on both ends. Absolutely. It, it is a very flexible, you know, there's no one solution fits all, you know. Um, but there are some basic tenets of it. And, you know, I... I Maybe it's just because we're so steeped in it or something. I don't know why it confuses people. When you say thought leadership, a lot of people just don't know what you're talking about. Oh, although there's a new term for it, business influencer. So, you know. And some, and some of that can have negative connotations depending on who's doing it or what's going on in the media with regard to that. But um, I kind of, I just, I just like the idea of a thought leader. If you want to, if you want to talk about influencer, you can, but. uh, Well, it's connotation, right? When people think influencer, they think of some, you know, mindless Instagram model or something. And um, that's why, you know, it's kind of funny how in the marketing industry over the years, like there's nothing new under the sun, folks. I hate to tell you, uh, it's just been named differently now, you know, so it gets very confusing for people. I would say maybe AI is different uh, or new, but not really. If you actually look at what AI puts out, not new at all. Um, but it is interesting. We'll be covering a lot, you know, more of, about that technology in the podcast. But yeah, um, great. They're telling me my audio needs to be a little hotter. So I'm gonna turn that up a little bit. No, I'm saying that right. text is good. Oh, all right. So let's get to our first point right out of the gate here. Uh, what is this thing, thought leadership, or business influencer? Uh, what's what is, what's your definition? Let's see if it lines up with mine. Well, I think a thought leader is somebody that's going to share a lot of information that hopefully is innovative or creative, and it's something that might be new or on the cutting edge, but it's, you know, it's something that's going to hopefully guide the industry that you're in or, uh, 
you know, the organization that you're in. So I think that that's really key. And the other thing that I, I really like is the educational part of it, where it's like thought leaders really do their best, even whether it's intentional or not, to hopefully educate. And that's why when you said earlier that our podcast is uh, a thought leadership strategy, I, I totally agree with that because I think that's what we're doing is trying to educate on a variety of topics regarding the marketing field. So right. uh, I think it's visionary, somebody that influences the, the market, you know? Well, and it's- but it's you. A, it's about, well, so I think of it in terms of sort of being a recognized uh, expert on something. And a lot of people are very reluctant. You know, there's almost an anti-expert uh, movement where people are like, I don't want to be a guru. Well, again, it's just connotation. You got to free your mind a little bit, people. Uh, but uh, it's, you know, if you're a consultant or even if you're, let's say you run a manufacturing company, there's no reason you can't be the foremost expert on aerospace machining or, exactly. or, or whatever it is that is your niche. So it's about being uh, a visionary. It's about establishing yourself. You're shaping opinion. You're influencing the direction of that field. And our my motivation for, for this podcast, which, by the way, really started 15 years ago as a blog, right? Hmm. And it's evolved to the point of what we do now. But um, it's really to help business owners educate themselves so they can make better marketing decisions, whether that's DIY or in-house or working with an agency. But the other part of it is to help share the knowledge so that they can uh, protect themselves uh, from the marketing industry, which can be, uh, if you're not up to speed, um, it can be pretty brutal. Um, I should talk about our terrible roof, uh, but uh, we'll, we'll skip that. I don't know anything about roofs. I wish somebody had a podcast. I should have been listening to roofing podcasts. That would have been oh, helpful. There but, you go. Uh, but, but I think yeah, those are good definitions. I think you it's... You know, um, along those same lines of definitions, I, I don't know if it's appropriate now to talk about it or if we talk about it under the topic of getting started, but like sometimes I, I look at it also along almost like a parallel lines of leadership where it's like, okay, some leaders people would say are born, not made. Some people are made, but some leaders emerge. Like when something requires, they step up and they they take the reins, you know? And then there are obviously some that do it from a functional standpoint, that somebody comes after them for their functional expertise, perhaps to serve on a board of directors or do something else. They want right. somebody in accounting, marketing, you know, operations or whatever the case is. So I also think from a definition standpoint, and I'd love to get your comment on this, I, I think that it can be situational. So somebody might, we might have a listener going, I, I can't do that. I can't influence that. Oh, that's, that's a huge mountain to climb. But the bottom line is maybe an opportunity arises in your company or your industry for you to step up and then right. emerge as a, as a thought leader, you know? Well, and we think of thought leadership in terms of the broader market where you you know, you could be a thought leadership within your company, right? You could be a thought leader within your company, um, a thought leadership, um, and, you know, everything's appropriate on this program, uh, so that's just how it goes. Uh, but, uh, no, it's a good point. And I think that, you know, you start to get into things like imposter syndrome. You know, well, I'm not an expert. I mean, we tend to underestimate our own uh, expertise, I think. Um, not me, because I'm egotistical, so I don't really have that problem. But, uh, uh, but it's, no, I'm kidding. I, you know, it, it took a long time to, to figure out what what am I an expert in? I, I don't know. I've done a lot of different things, but you know, it really is looking back at 
you know, where do you have the most demonstrable expertise? It's also very niche oriented. So we'll talk about that a little bit, yes, but sir. that's what a thought leader is. It's a, it's a very literal type of description. That's why I don't like if you change the name, it's not too literal anymore. Um, but thought leader, uh, I think that's a good, a good term. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, why, why should you consider this a strategy? We're going to talk about what what it entails, like what are the specifics, but but just before we get there, you know, what are, what are the benefits of this? Or, or the big picture things is what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I why do this? Why why is it important? I think there's just so many things, uh, you know, to mention, but I would say off the top of my head, you know, why why would you want to do this? One, let's let's raise our visibility. Let's let's enhance our reputation. Let's build our brand. I mean, all of that works together to give you that credibility if you're if you're a thought leader. So you know, and then I think it opens up doors for you, whether it's for networking opportunities or to partner with other people, or you know. Uh, well, let me let business. me throw this out there: yeah. uh, credibility and trust, influence and impact, visibility and recognition. But even better, so I did this podcast for 11 months straight. I want to thank my friend Jason Myers who helped me start this thing. Uh, he's awesome also. You can check his podcast out at uh, SAS Backwards. Check that out if you're a SAS company. I know, great name. Um, but uh, what, we, what we set out, we said we're going to do this for a year, and we're not going to measure anything. We're just going to do it every single week. We're going to do it live on LinkedIn. And the only reason it's live on LinkedIn is because LinkedIn loves live video. Like most people do it just audio. We think there's some advantages of doing video. Um, but in that 11 months, we can at, uh, attribute about $210,000 in revenue directly to the podcast. So if that's not a good enough reason, uh, I don't know what to tell you. Um, so it, it can drive revenue. We're going to get more specific about that. But um, credibility, just visibility, right? Like... <laughs> What idea do you own in the, in, the, in the mind of the marketplace? Now, there's a lot of thought leaders in B2B marketing, right? It doesn't have to be like you're the only person that thought of it, right? Maybe you're going to be able to out-execute the others. Uh, maybe, you know, who knows? But it, it doesn't have to be completely original. I don't think there is anything original. Um, but but you, said, you said something, though, before about, you know, a, a niche. And I think maybe you can address that here because I think that that's really important, too, where you just said... It doesn't have to be. I mean, you might have a niche in one area of the marketing. So maybe you can expand on that a little bit for the listeners. Right. I mean, so, you know, our if we have a niche, it's actually rather broad. It's B2B. That's part of it. Okay. Now, if people look further into what we do, you know, we have industry verticals as niches. And I would say that there's a hierarchy of those where I'm more of an expert in some than I am in others. For example, we own a, a K-12 STEM education company. Okay, we know a lot about that area too. But we, and, and you and I have worked together for so long. But it's so a lot of this overlaps. Healthcare is a huge one. Right. Um, insurance industry, um, service businesses. So you could say, hey, our niche is companies that sell services to other businesses, or manu. And you can get even more narrow: manufacturers of concrete. Uh, yeah, parking <laughs> those truck, big trucks parking. that squirt concrete i can't remember yeah, yeah. what those are called but uh shows you i'm not an inst i'm not an expert in those concrete squirting trucks let me just tell you yeah. um 
What was the name of that one company? Uh, Putzmeister. 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 Yeah. You know, when they're in Milwaukee, right? Aren't they? Or... I think, yeah, it's just south of Milwaukee. I think they're out of Racine, if I'm ah, that's um, right. remembering correctly. But uh, that's exactly what they do. I'll share a dumb but funny story. I remember when we when we had the agency in, in Milwaukee and I was driving behind Putz, Putzmeister, Putzmeister? Uh, a truck and I saw their their logo and at that time we were actually pitching business to them and I was probably on my I think I was on my way to actually to a meeting with them and I and I thought you know what their positioning statement should be V puts the concretes where you wants it you know yeah. I thought that was a good you know they they didn't think so uh, but um networking opportunities um, it grows your business I mean and it isn't just a, a single thing like a podcast there's actually a number of different pieces we'll talk about that a little bit um, professional de- uh, you put professional development on the list which I didn't think of that but I'll tell you what I learn something every week that we do this program yeah, yeah. Uh, you know I learn from you I learn from our viewers I learn from the emails actually we just got a one today that said man keep creating the great content you know it's like I, I love hearing that it, it encourages great. us you know I it's not easy to sister, do this I gotta tell my sister to stop sending you emails <laughs> is, is that it yeah well I'll, I, her check just tell her her checks in the mail so that's okay you know um Reputation. So Sandler uh, Sales, a big advocate, I'm a big advocate of that methodology, and they have something that they talk about the relationship curve. So at the top of that relationship curve is trusted advisor, right? And it's a curve because it's very easy to slide down to vendor. And the difference is one has a lot more value, a lot more longevity, uh, a lot more customer loyalty, uh, less price sensitive than being a vendor, which is really the opposite of all this. In the middle is like service provider, which is okay, yeah. but you know, um, the thought leadership strategy really is effective if you're trying to move up that relationship curve. And so that's a good reason, I think, all by itself. So, um, and uh, now the tools have never been easier to access. I mean, that's, what we do here, it's, it's quite sophisticated, but... Yeah we have all the tools you don't uh you know 20 years ago I don't, i'm not sure you could do this um let's head to the next uh point so oh wait a minute no, no. so why why do it no i think we just covered that um, yep. let's let's talk so a what does about... it entail what is it yeah. what is it what are we talking you know what is what does it mean in a tactical sense okay well i love that that's that's really good well, like we talked about, it could be this podcast. It could be this podcast. That's good. I know when we were younger, you know, and new in business, I mean, it was, you know, I had several mentors that just told me, write every article you can, give every speech you can. I mean, those were two common things. But nowadays, right. I actually think that the marketing people, they have it easier, you know, because you can put some content up on the web. You can do some things in a podcast. You can do a blog. I mean, you can do a video on, on YouTube. I mean, there's just, you're TikTok. the expert in this area. You know? Apparently businesses are wild for TikTok. And so I think yeah. that doesn't get enough attention. We probably don't give it enough attention, really. I don't think we're even on TikTok. So I guess we're giving it zero. What? Do you want us to be? Right, our producer is saying, do you want us to be on TikTok? I don't know. <laughs> what, I'll have to think hard on I that I don't one. know about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, probably yes. I mean, you want to be everywhere that your buyer is. Right. And so uh, we talked about finding a niche. Okay. That's that's one of the first things to do. You want to make sure that you have demonstrable expertise. You can't fake thought leadership, by the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe you can for a short period of time, um, but 
you're not going to be able to build a business if you're faking it. Okay, the fake it till you make it thing, that's a false uh, uh, idea, in my opinion. Um, and publish or perish used to be the saying, right? I exactly. mean, it, it really is about putting out high quality content. And now we have more formats than ever. And so, yeah. uh, you know, I, I would love to do an episode just about how we use content, how we recycle that, our content, how we get, great? you know, we try to get as much mileage as imaginable yeah. uh, from no, our content. And I so, um, another, I think it looks like consistency. So consistency, what that looks like for us is we are here every single week, yeah. 11 o'clock central LinkedIn every week. Look, I, I worked a little plug in there. You catch that? There you go. But it is, we are consistent. We try to do our best to have consistently uh, good topics. Um, we leverage social media like crazy. Uh, yeah. You, uh, part of it is networking. What am I? What am I? There's more. Uh, what am I missing here? Um, oh, well, your your collaboration idea, I think, is great. I mean, like, look at we're we're doing this together. So, um, I get your audience, you get my audience. I mean, I think that that's really cool. So it could be somebody that's uh, that we bring in a guest on a podcast. I mean, I think all of that, you know, expanding the partnerships. But but even more to that is like maybe there's an organization out there that somebody wants to partner with and go and do something together. It might be a powerful way to to be a thought leader. You know, maybe you're combining. I, I see that in the architectural industry a lot of times where you might have a really great regional architect, but they bring in somebody nationally who's got the expertise for, let's say, building stadiums or whatever the case is, or art museums, you you name it. But it's like they're they're bringing in that thought leadership. They're bringing in the people with the niche like you were talking about. And it, it can really be a wonderful collaboration. So, well, it's writing a book is a great example of this. So I have friends who are legit thought leaders. Jim Cathcart, are you out there? He's one. Look up Jim. He's got I don't I don't even know how many books Jim has. Honestly, I've lost count. He may have lost count as well. Uh, but one of the ways that they do this when in terms of collaboration is, uh, and my friend Scott Ingram does this too, um, and uh, you can find his uh, podcast at, uh, I think it's called Top FM. Well, I'll, we'll put that in the links. I can't remember the, the, uh, the link, but um, you, you might get five or six experts in, a, in, a, in an area and yeah. have each one write a chapter, and then somebody else writes a foreword, and you have a book. Okay, so this is very achievable. In fact, we're going to actually be hosting a panel coming up about how the, the post-COVID B2B buyer, their journey has changed completely. And it's, it's, a, it's an earth-shattering change that, you know, many people are not even thinking of this. They are thinking about why are, do our numbers stink, okay? It's because your or buyers have flat. changed, right? right? And, and COVID changed more, more things. Uh, everything actually, and so if you're still doing the same things you're doing four years ago, uh, everything else has changed. You might want to consider that. So we'll be putting that uh, panel together. So you know, subscribe, uh, follow us on LinkedIn, so you'll you'll see when the panel's coming up. We've got some amazing people on it already, and we're we're still uh, getting a few more thought leaders. Actually, it's a whole group of thought leaders. So lots of good thoughts. Yeah, that's gonna going on. that's gonna be so much fun. You're, the, the problem that you and I will have is, you know, containing ourselves because it's like, it's like <laughs> we've got so many great people that will have really good insights, but I don't know. We'll, 
you and I are going to get too excited about that. So I feel like I don't really have to do much of anything. And by the way, I just noticed your tie. Is that the most awesome oh. tie? Uh, <laughs> man, man, I should start wearing awesome ties also. But uh, content marketing is a functional thing, right? You're doing sure content is. marketing is right at the center of this. And so um, uh, it, it, it also drives referrals. I have a lot of companies say, hey, we don't need marketing. You know, all our businesses buy referrals. And I, and I always just want to, like, punch myself in the nuts when I hear that because, uh, you know, the outcome of, of good marketing, it, it can be focused on many different outcomes. So let's mm -hmm. say your business is primarily referral driven. You can create marketing strategies, thought leadership strategies that drive more referrals. Okay, and thought leadership is one of the, the best ones. Um, and one, just to add to that, if I can pile on for a please. second, you know, I talked about it before, like from the educational standpoint, but I also think thought leadership entails, I think it's an attitude. You and I have it, and I think a lot of good thought leaders have it. It's like, I, it's not necessarily ego driven. We're doing it because we want to share this expertise or what we have with other people, you know, Absolutely. whether it's with our industry or somebody else. So I, I think that educational part is really key. And then I'll talk on one more thing that you and I have done together. And that is you do a little original research and then look at the, look at the opportunity for content out of that, whether you're doing something on a particular industry or something new. And then you got so many opportunities to be able to, to use that information to, to help you with your thought leadership program. And we've published a lot of studies uh, independently together, um, yeah. and it, its data is always really highly valuable to people. And and I, and I want to say too that altruism and self-serving uh, thought leadership—they're not mutually exclusive. Like we definitely get tangible benefits from doing this. But my motivation has really always been, you know, I'm really tired of prospects coming to me and saying, "Hey, you know, we've just been hosed by these marketing people." Of course, I have to pay for all the sins of everybody that came before me, and I think it's a huge problem. So I want a more educated buyer. I want you to know what's happening and what's what's right and what's wrong, okay? Um, and so that you can make better decisions, and I think that's what keeps, keeps us doing all the work. <laughs> you don't see the work except for when we're on here, but there's a bunch of work that happens every single week to make this thing happen. So we hope you'll share it with people. Uh, you can do that for us. But you had one hey, more thing. Can... Hey, wait a minute. Couldn't they? Our listeners could be thought leaders by forwarding the link to our podcast and saying, hey, this stuff's pretty cutting edge. Why don't you That's subscribe? Right. It'll just make okay. you look good. You want to look good? Now, now I noticed that. So you've got some specific uh, case studies in your work with, you know, I mean, you've worked with SAE. Um, the uh, what's the engineering IEEE uh, -E -E. IEEE which is the I -E -E. largest association in the world yeah um, uh, you know all, all these associations and businesses so fifteen hundred speeches um, so tell me a little bit like give us a little short case study uh, of your choice on on how thought leadership strategy uh, works with with business development directives okay and and. I would almost, this is kind of like, how does this get us some leads or how does this get us some new business or whatever the case why is? Why bother? You know, why do it? I mean, what are the benefits to the business? Yeah. You know, I, I could give you hundreds of examples, but I'll give you, I'll give you one. So I was speaking at a conference. We did a, we did a study for ASQ, American Society of Quality. And the person that we did the study with uh, was a wonderful person. And he was a thought leader. And there was a conference for quality in New York. 
and he said, hey, we should present our research at this conference. And I said, okay, that sounds great. So I did that, and guess what? At that conference, one of the top execs from the Society of Automotive Engineers came up to me and said, hey, would you love to work in Pittsburgh with me? And I said, sure, you know, and then from there, I met somebody from IEEE and from IEEE, uh, it was IEEE publication. I mean, it just goes on and on and on because somebody like we talked about before, they like your visibility, they like your brand, they, you have trust, you have credibility, you know what you're talking about, and it just leads to referrals and more stuff. I could give you hundreds of examples, but uh, yeah, I've done, but it's, I, you know. But it's a relatively short program. That's why there's a yeah. ton more information at B2Bmarketingmindset.com. Yeah. So um, I really encourage you to go check it out. We'll have that up uh, as soon as the episode is, is done. We generally have it up same day, uh, sometimes the next day. Um, but uh, there's also a lot more episodes there. So I really encourage you to check that out. Sure. You know, one thing that I thought of is speaking is a huge part of it too. I should probably do more speaking. I guess this is my surrogate for, for speaking engagements. Um, but I think a lot of people are not that comfortable with public speaking. They're not, they're not that comfortable with jumping in front of a camera and, and, and talking. Um, I tell people that at the end of the day, default to being authentic, all right? If you're authentic, you can just do whatever you want. I mean, people don't expect highly polished uh, anything. And if, if you're not that polished, we make mistakes in this program all the time. But I like to think we're just being ourselves. I mean, if you meet us, you're gonna get you're gonna you get you uh, get what you see. I mean, it's uh, just I think being authentic is a very important part of thought leadership. Would you agree, or am I way off? I totally base? agree with that. I mean, it's it's like you talked about earlier, Pete, the imposter syndrome, where people think they're imposter. If you're putting on a show, forget it. You know what I mean? So you're absolutely right. You got you've got to be yourself and. I, the way I, I still go back to education because that's kind of what I'm all about is sharing what we've got. But you know, whether it's a, a public presentation or whether it's a podcast, it's it's a sharing of yourself, isn't it? I mean, it's like it is, and so and uh, even like stuff you don't know. I mean, there 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 will be a time we will disagree on some of these things, and that's yeah. okay too. And and we're just being ourselves, and I think that just trumps everything else. Um, you know, uh, but you do have to have the expertise. I think that. You know, and I guess if you're if you're presenting something that where you're not really an expert, that's not very authentic, is it? I mean, so no. I think that that fits together really well. Um, but but on the other side of that, just to be the uh, counter person on that, there are going to be some listeners right now that are going to be thinking that, well, I'm not really an expert, but but you know what? They might have done some research. They might have done a new. Uh, they might have volunteered for a new position or a new project within a company and it is really new or innovative or cutting edge and they still need to recognize that so don't you know there probably are opportunities in the organization where you could be a thought leader but don't let the negative part rule yeah. it out too but like you said you got to be authentic if you're not comfortable with that that's that's one thing but i think well, there are you, opportunities you can learn to be comfortable on camera if, let's say it's something that you see the benefit of the only thing holding you back is that you just feel like you're just not not good with it i gotta say I've, I've been making videos for a really long time and i had to learn it it's not something that was natural for me i'm used to being behind the camera um and there was a learning curve you go see some of my early videos uh had more hair you know this kind of thing but uh, it was stiff and i but I do remember thinking to myself, is the on-camera Pete the same as the off-camera Pete? 
And yes and no, like the on-camera Pete swears less, right? <laughs> but not totally, but less, right? I had to make that decision. And, and what's the tone? And then how to read a teleprompter. We don't use one for this program, but I, a long time I used a teleprompter. And because yeah. it was just more efficient, we would, we would do three episodes a day, right? And so without the teleprompter, I mean, it would just be a mess. And also for the editor, it's a mess, right? Trying to piece together a coherent thought out of my head is, is, is a huge challenge. Uh, but um, but you are you are really you can tell you are really good at this because even oh, when I go back shucks. and look at the episodes, I uh, I kind of cringe at some of the stuff about me. But I look at you and I go, he is so good. He's just so natural. I don't you know. I, so I guess I gotta watch it a couple more times and learn from you on that. Well, I think I have an advantage of being a, a music performer for forty four years, and um, you know, which this will be my last year. I'm st I'm oh, stopping. I'm if you're in Austin, Texas, you can come down and. Catch, catch me at the Saxon Pub. I'm an artist in residence there. It's a famous roadhouse, awesome place. I'm going to miss it a lot. But, uh, you know, it's time to, 44 years, this is enough. Uh, but I think that, that helped me quite a bit. Um, very comfortable with it. Um, and even just looking like a doofus, pretty comfortable with that too. Just doesn't, doesn't hurt my feelings. Uh, let's get to the next point real quick here. Okay. Uh, so the important thing is how does this connect to revenue? How does it drive opportunity for the business at work? And is it, it's a little harder to explain, but, and maybe self-explanatory. I'm, I'm not sure. What are your thoughts on that? Well, how does it drive revenue? Or, yeah, you know, I mean, it's like we talked about all the time. I think it really sets you apart. It helps you to differentiate yourself uh, from your competition. You know, so if somebody is going, like, for example, even if somebody's looking to work with you right now, they might Google you or look up all of a sudden they see all these podcasts. They see all the things that you've done they know that they're going to be working with a thought leader. So I think that that's really important. You know, it does make you different. And like I said earlier on, I think it builds part of your brand. I mean, I think I think it should be part of your brand if if you're, you know, an innovator or if you're a thought leader. Well, you mentioned, you know, you spoke at one conference, you met somebody that was part of another association, ended yes. up hiring you. I mean, direct right. tie, right, to, to the bottom line. Uh, visibility unto itself. I could give you a hundred of those examples. Absolutely. Um, and so I think those are uh, our big ones. Enhanced reputation and credibility. We mentioned that earlier. We think about enhanced value perception. How much more right. value do people perceive because they see they've been able to check you out? Like there's nowhere to hide as a thought leader, right? I mean, if you're putting yourself out there, there's just nowhere to hide. They're going to be able to look you up. They're going to decide for themselves. It's one way the buyer journey has changed. They don't want to talk to you. They want to do their own research, right? And I actually saw a Gartner um, study that said that companies are, will buy up to $5 million without ever talking to any of your sales reps or people. Isn't that interesting? I'd hate to see the credit card uh, charge for that. But, um, you know, hopefully they're using ACH. I don't know. But that's, wow. I, I thought that was a really wild thing. So um, building relationships, right, as you... You know, thought leaders flock together, right? I mean, so you're going to build these relationships and it just turns into referrals. Straight up leads. I mentioned the... Um, can, did you hear that sound or is that just in my ear? Like my it must machine, be just in your ear. Uh, my machine just made a super loud sound in my ear. Uh, but uh, which also caused me to forget what I was talking about. Um, uh, you were so, talking about relationships and networking. Yeah, and yeah so it... so. Because you're, you're building a, basically what is a platform to communicate with a larger audience, that has value to people, right? So I can right. invite 
people to be on the podcast and develop a relationship with them that is not coming with my hat out saying, you know, I want something from you. It's, it's me bringing something of value to them. And so think about how that would help your business, right? Because Love people that. don't yeah. want to hear about you and what you want and what you're trying to sell. They really want to know what's in it for me. Thought leaders, it gives you a great platform opportunity and, to bring value. And I think the other thing that goes along with that, which is really what you're saying is, you know, we talk about, you know, who we associate with. I mean, if, if you're associating with another thought leader, I mean, that just even further enhances your credibility. So I think when, you know, when we have our panel discussion and we have the other thought leaders on, I mean, that's going to be an exciting time because all of them will probably want to collaborate together or partner because it's going to be a pretty powerful episode. I'm just looking forward to, to learning from it. I know that we have so far, we have David Smith, who is a very well-known futurist who's going to be on the program. We're that's talking about wonderful. what's going to happen down the road. And so we'll be announcing the guests uh, as we as we go here, as we get them signed up. So um, I hope you'll look for that. Um, and again, if you need to find it, uh, we're pretty easy to find. Why? Because we do this every week. Um, so last last thing before final thoughts. So how does somebody get started uh, with this? I mean, how, how do you... This was actually a hard question for me to answer because I think I've been doing it for so long. I'm trying to remember. I mean, how in the hell? It's There's so much to it. How, how can you get yeah. started? Well, I, you know, I, I remember how I got started, but uh, I think mine was by accident. You know, I know that we've got some I was gonna say the same thing. Say, pick your niche, do your research. But I actually, I was writing a, uh, a monthly column for a newspaper when I started off, and I would be assigned certain topics. And then when I would do that, it was exactly like you said, I would reach out to other experts and I would say, what do you think about this? And then I'd reach out to somebody else who was an expert. What do you think? And then I'd put that together in my article and everybody thought I did really well. And then it turned into speaking engagements. And, you know, I mean, the, the list goes on and on and on, but it's like, that was my way of sharing, you know? We forgot about publicity, right? Yes. It gives you, yeah. it gives you a, a vehicle to, to get publicity. Uh, I've been interviewed by Inc. Magazine. I've been I've written uh, for Scientific American. Um, why go. me, right? I mean, uh, why me? Because I've worked at this for a long time. I had a certain level of visibility, credibility, all the things that we talked about. But I think the first thing is to figure out what is what is your what is your niche. Like, where do you have the most demonstrable experience? And don't bullshit yourself with this. Uh, you got to really do some soul searching to really understand. Uh, and, let, and let's say that you're kind of new. If so maybe you're young and you, and you don't have the experience, well, then once you decide what your niche is, then you build, you can consciously build expertise in that narrow niche. And you can, right. you know, and, and by the way, we should mention this. This is not a short-term strategy, folks. No, no. Um, yeah. And nowadays there are almost, there are very, very few short-term strategies. Um, and so over time, I wish I would have. I wish I would have known this when I started, right? Because then I would have been much more deliberate. Would have happened a lot faster. I still don't think I'm quite there yet. We have, where our viewership is increasing exponentially since we syndicated, so it's 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 going, it's going. But you know, this is a year in, right? This is a year, a little more than a year, and so, um, so, it's a process, right? Set clear goals. Know what you want, right? What do you want? Why are you doing it? Are you just doing it to be? So that maybe that's the difference between an influencer and a thought leader. An influencer, it's more about them and, hey, you know, I want to be famous really... and blah, blah, blah. 
That's you know? a really good point. I've got all these followers and I want to, you know, versus, which I think you and, and me, a little bit more genuine. It's like, hey, we've got something, let's share it. I mean, I think that that's going to be key rather than, oh, let's get some money for all of the people that we can get that follow us. That's, you know, so I Absolutely. think that there is a difference. And, you know? and by the way, we don't make a dime doing this other than yeah. it drives business for us as advisors, consultants. Um, and so, you know, uh, the other, the other thing that I think could be part of this, Pete, could be somebody could just get started by doing, just introducing two people together that you think would be a good connection. That's the start of being an influencer or a thought leader. It's like, hey, I think you two should meet for whatever reason. You know, there's something that would be synergistic. I think you guys would get along. I think you could help each Whatever that case is, that could be a really simple step to getting started, you know? Yeah, being a freaky loner is not, you know, isn't going to help you here. Uh, you know, you can't be a loner with this. You, 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 that interaction with other people, it also makes you a better expert. Okay, you can't know everything. My goodness, um, and so I'm just constantly learning from my amazing friends and my colleagues, and I, you know, it's it's it never ends, right? So, content strategy. Have a content strategy. What are you going to do? Are you going to are you going to focus on blogging? Are you going to focus on? I've seen. Uh, Chris Walker on LinkedIn has built a huge business just doing little short videos and very thoughtful, insightful posts on LinkedIn. That's his content strategy. Um, and then he recycles that content. He's very, very good at it. I, I encourage you to look him up. Um, someday we'll kidnap him with duct tape and get him on the program. I don't think he'll do it willingly, but we'll we'll force him. Uh, uh, so high quality content, you know, it, there's no shortcuts here, okay? Now, let's say you're not a good writer, you're not, you know, there's so much expertise available to you. Hire it out if you need to, all right? Uh, you, there's ghost writers, right? But as long as it's legitimate to your expertise, you're, you're in good shape. Some people, honestly, if I didn't have a team helping me, there's no way that we could make this happen. It isn't just me, right? And so it's, it's, it really is a collaborative uh, effort. Um, online presence, that's probably pretty obvious. Um, Start a blog. Maybe it's that simple. You you just maybe you don't have a blog now. Start one. You're on, you're on your way, right? Um, and then take. So one thing we do, like they've been doing this for a long time, but the connection between the blog and social media, for example, your website and your blog. You think of it like the center of a hub of a wheel, and so everything originates from there. So maybe your social media is. Hey, we just wrote an article about XYZ. Read the rest of it at my blog. It's a two-way street to social media, blog, podcast, blog, microsite, blog, website. I mean, it's all, I always think of it like a wagon wheel, right? So, but if you just start with one spoke, you can take that and you can uh, create different versions, maybe... Like if we do a longer video like today, we, we're going to cut this down into smaller bites. And so we'll be redistributing those smaller bites. You know, I always feel bad for our editor trying to get a coherent, you know, <laughs> sentence out of us. But, hey, you know, that's why he and, makes the big don't, bucks. Don't be, don't be discouraged either, you know, with getting started because I have a client and he's, he is really, he is on the cutting edge and some things in the healthcare field. And especially with regard to oncology. And he was trying to share it with a few people, but there was somebody he wanted to collaborate with. And I hate to pick on somebody, but his, 
the other person that he was trying to collaborate with just to get some information, there was a there was a gatekeeper. It was a PR person, and they didn't think it was relevant. And I was like, you know, I just kind of shook my head. And he was so frustrated. It's like, you know, how do I go around this person? I was like, you know what? That's that's just kind of sad. Exactly. Just get move on. The next person. Yes. Yeah, move on. Uh, you know, you're going to hit those roadblocks, and it's yeah. it's just part of the deal, right? I mean, uh, there's a guy that I I've I kind of know him, but he's kind of a, a big deal in, in consulting for agencies. I won't name him, uh, but uh, he's the king of no. Let's just put it that way. But, you know, eventually I think I wore him down. I was able to talk to him. It was awesome. I've learned so much Good. from him. And, um, well, I can tell you, his, his name is David Baker. He's amazing. Go check out. We'll look up David Baker. My goodness. Uh, his blog. Talk about uh, meaty, uh, thoughtful topics and just sharing expertise right and he's built a great practice on that and uh you know i've actually been in the business longer than than david but i still i just learned so much from that guy it's incredible um and so uh hopefully i I can return that favor for him someday i was just gonna say thought leadership is continuous learning too so i mean if you're not learning that's sad. You know, and let me plug his book really quick. It's called This Business of, of Expertise, How to Sell Expertise. And so go hit Amazon and check out that book. And it's kind of targeted to marketing firms, but it, I think it applies to anybody who sells expertise as a living. So uh, I'm, I don't get a penny out of that. I have nothing to, nothing to do with that other than great book. Um, be consistent. Seek feedback. I mean, if you have feedback for us, Shoot me a, a private message. Shoot Bill a message. Post it in the feed. I, you know, you're not going to hurt our feelings. Go ahead and say what you think. You think we're terrible? Let us know. You disagree? Let us know. Maybe we'll bring you on the show and we'll argue about it. Wouldn't that be great? You're wrong. Ah, you're wrong. Yeah, that would be a real interesting episode. Uh, attend industry events, right? Build relationships with media. And so, again, we're just covering a fraction of this material. Exactly. Um, There's so and much so that we can do. You can, you can go, you can go ahead and, and go to uh, b2bmarketingmindset.com. Where is it? It's over here, right down there. I think I'm pointing at it. Um, and so final thoughts. You know, I think we need a cool graphic that's like, whoo, final thoughts. You know, yeah, uh, we'll work on cool. that. Yeah. With a little um, noise that comes in. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know. Uh, Bill, my, final my thoughts. Name. My final thoughts are that uh, don't worry about it. Start start small, whether that's being on somebody else's podcast, writing an article with somebody else, doing a blog. I mean, start with something small and see what you what you have. And the other final thought is just what I said before, and that is, you know, somebody might be sitting there going, I am not a thought leader, but they just did some research or they just did a major project and they, they have that expertise. So if you're sitting there and you've got that, Use that as your emerging leadership category and actually do something about it. You really have an opportunity. And I'll throw this in, maybe a little self-serving, but if, you, if you're if you stuck, hey, get a hold of us. Let, we'll help you out. You don't have to hire us. We're going to help you out. It's not a big deal. Um, my final thoughts are don't underestimate the power of this, okay? Get over yourself, one, okay? Uh, and And just, I guess, as Nike would say, just do it. Get started. Don't don't be per- don't try to be perfect. Uh, you know, I cringe a little bit at the earliest episodes of this program. You know, uh, but I still cringe at some of the current episodes of the program. It doesn't matter, uh, and you don't have to be perfect, right? You're not producing a, a program for Discovery Channel, all right? It's it's live, 
you know, uh, anything can happen live. Um, I like it when the sh program goes out of sync and then we're talking like, it's going like that and nothing we can, you know, do about it. Um, but, you know, don't worry about it. Just uh, be consistent, though. You can't start and stop. You know, you have to say, like when we started, I said, we're going to do this every Thursday, 11 o'clock, hell or high water. There are days, honestly, I do not feel like doing this, right? Does it matter? Does it show? <laughs> it actually energizes me. Every time I see you, I just, I'm like, I'm ready to go, man. Let's go. Um, but, but it's not easy. Um, and you just don't have to be perfect. I think those are the things. And then collaborate. I'd throw that one in there too. Collaborate, man. You can't do this alone, I think. I can't see how you do it alone. Um, but. Uh, uh, that's, that's good advice. That's good advice. Well, you know, I think. I think the I think the best thing if people are interested in this to go ahead and um, you know check out the rest of the uh, information that we've got on b2bmarketingmindset.com because we really have a whole bunch of information and uh, I think you're going to like it and I think I'm starting to hear some music or is that just in my head I don't know nope there it is it's coming up so that means we're we've out of time. Uh, 44 minutes. Good long episode today. We'll chop it up, make it shorter for you, and we will see you next week. And I'm going to have a cool tie next time, I promise. Okay. Sounds We're going to have the tie competition. All right? Um, All right, man. We'll see you next week. Everybody. Stand by. by commenting, sharing, and liking. And don't forget to subscribe and check out the links in the comments. Learn more at b2bmarketingmindset.com.